Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast. This is episode 73. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. Uh, and today we're going to talk to an author, Adam Rubin, who has written this book, Pinball Wizards, Jackpots, Drains, and the Cult of the Silver Ball. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the, This came out last year. Um, I just finished it this summer and decided to reach out to Adam and see if he'd like to talk on our podcast. And here he is. Say hello, Adam. <laughs> hello, Adam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Very literal, I see. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dad. I have to have dad humor. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Requirement. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's uh, it's 7 p.m. Just to pull the curtain back here on the podcast. It's 7, 7.10 uh, where Kayla and I are recording, but Adam's on the East Coast, so he's kind enough to be speaking to us from a, a house full of uh, sleeping people. Uh, so Adam, where are you in the house again? Uh, right now, I am over in a corner of the attic, making sure that... Uh, <laughs> the things I've got, we do uh, for my, pinball, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids are asleep oh. on the second floor in their bedrooms, and my wife fell asleep on the couch on the first oh, no. floor. <laughs> and, there's an, and there's an Airbnb guest in my basement. Oh, oh. I see. There's so a full house. There are, there are people asleep on every single floor of my house, <laughs> plus two cats sleeping somewhere. Oh, man. So the attic's it for the moment. Perfect. <laughs> the only safe space um okay so can you tell me about when you started writing this book how long from beginning the process to publication did that take sure um i started i guess i started writing part of the book sort of as a a pitch to be able to write the whole thing uh probably sometime around 2014 so from the the end of um the beginning of the pitch to the end of the whole process was i think a little over three years Mm -hmm. Um, it takes a while because before you can publish a book, you have to convince a publisher that they should pay you for it. Right. <laughs> and before that, you have to convince your, your literary agent that they should pitch it to a publisher. And it was kind of a, an uphill battle from the start because there was actually a lot of um, a lot of pushback that, well, pinball is more of a blue-collar hobby. Hmm. And we're more just I was trying to compare the book to what I thought was the nearest thing, which is this great book called Word Freak which is about the world of competitive Scrabble. Okay. And the, the feedback I got was, yeah, but that's, you know, people, uh, people who play Scrabble read books. People who play pinball, we don't know that we can necessarily make wow. that connection. Which I, yeah, I felt insulted. I, <laughs> I felt insulted too. <laughs> um, so I, I ended up having to do a lot of it. Actually, my proposal for the book was the entire introduction and the first chapter and a lot of extra information. It was about 80 pages long um, before I ever even got a publisher. Wow. Hmm. And you'd published luckily, books before, huh? Uh, yeah, I had one book before this. Um, okay. It was a humor book called Surviving Your Stupid, Stupid Decision to Go to Grad School. <laughs> and, um, and that one was with uh, a larger publisher with the division of Random House. So they sort of got first crack at this and mm-hmm. did not want it. So I ended up... Uh, going with a great small publisher called the Chicago Review Press. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I can't remember how I came across the book, but um, it might have been recommended to me by someone. But I started it last summer and had to move, and it got lost in the shuffle. And then I oh. <laughs> re- started rereading it. And at first I was like taken with this thought of, wow, why is there an ultimatum on like family life or pinball life? Can't you have both? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then when I read it the second time with like fresher eyes, 
And now having an experience of teaching at an elementary school under my belt, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a little hard to do both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is, you know, not wanting to neglect your family in favor of playing a game. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of it is also just the literal fact that if I'm going off to play pinball, I'm basically asking my wife to do solo child care mm-hmm. while I'm off playing pinball. And so, yeah, I found when I started, uh, when I had kids, that I had to really triage uh, the, my outside activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how Josh Sharp does it, yeah, or Zach Sharp. I mean, really, like, they both have kids, and they're traveling around the world for, like, IFPA World Tournaments. And... Yeah, yeah, but then again, it's it's also part of both of their day jobs, I think. That's true. But they're also awesome, and so I don't know how they do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you kind of talk about it in the book, but can you give our listeners an idea of when you started doing competitive pinball? Sure. Um, so I started, I mean, I grew up playing pinball just uh, at the beach, mm-hmm. um, arcades here and there. It was uh, just for fun. And then a friend of mine in grad school, I used to play pinball with him at a bar across the street from the campus. Um, sometimes they had a Theater of Magic, which is a great game anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and it had no tilt bob, <laughs> so I could just, and it's on like a tile floor, so I could swing this oh, thing all man. around. Wow. Yeah, I abused that thing. Uh, so my friend knew that I liked pinball, and he Googled the words pinball league, which it had never occurred to me to Google, and he found one, um, and then it's my birthday present for my 24th birthday. He and another friend paid my $40 entry into the Free State Pinball Association. So this is uh, 2003, and once a week I would go down and play pinball in league, and I I thought I was good until I met these people. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was good in the sense that I knew how to play theater of magic and swing it all around, but I was not, you know, I, I, the, the basic uh, techniques that you need to know for playing competitive pinball well, I never seen them before mm-hmm. like the first time i saw someone playing multi-ball and holding two balls on one flipper oh, while right. playing the game with the other foot <laughs> it's like who are these people how do you yeah. do that <laughs> they just broke you the world like, wide open mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it's this whole extra level it's like i i'm not ever going to be at this level but i think i'm gonna try because it <laughs> looks like fun <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yes that's really when it started yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people who those skills come naturally to, and they do it mm-hmm. with such ease that you're just like, oh, why wasn't I born that way? But, <laughs> you know, they do, if you practice, you can get to that level too, or maybe just below it. Yeah, I mean, so much yeah. so much, much of it is, is learning those moves that aren't going to come naturally to mm-hmm. you too. Like, I, I don't think, I, I wonder who the first person was that said, okay, I can catch and hold these. Like, right. but that's, that's certainly <laughs> exactly. not my instinct. I right. think most of us, our initial no. instinct is to just flail for a minute. Yeah. And if I'm out playing pinball in the wild and I, it's a night before a holiday or something, there's a lot of tourists around playing pinball. There's mm-hmm. a lot of flappy flappy going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. when I was, um, I think it was one of, one of the first times I was playing in league, um, I'd, I'd been doing it for a few weeks, and I was playing with this guy who was really, really good. And um, and the ball was coming down to my flipper, and I instinctively hit it as soon as the ball came to my flipper. Mm-hmm. And he just said, why did you flip? The way that ball was going, it was going to bounce off your flipper mm-hmm. if you just left the flipper down, and <laughs> you would have caught it really easily on the other flipper. And I was like, 
he's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think about that. And so I start just because he said that. I started mm-hmm. looking for that. I started trying to do that. And, and boy, what a difference it makes when you're trying to catch every shot instead of trying to you know, smack every shot back. Yeah, holy moly, it really makes a big difference. And I, yeah, like that, that opened my eyes when I first saw that. But it still, even to this day, I still have to like kind of fight the instinct yeah. too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've got a, a musical virtuoso friend, just like a guy that picks up instruments so easily and uh, um, took him out to play pinball once and I taught him to like wait and like let it bounce from off a flipper and also <laughs> off this post. And, and he just like, once it worked for him once, it just switched in his brain. Mm. And I was just yep. like fuming watching him. <laughs> like, how is it so easy for you to just level up once you learn this? Yeah. Where you yeah. still have like that barrier. It's like, no, I have to hit it. It's coming at me. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then I, and then I watch my kids playing and as uh, like my son, who's five, mm-hmm. he's still at the stage where, you know, it's not just flappy, flappy when the ball comes. It's just flappy, flappy the whole time the game is playing. <laughs> yeah. And and I told him at some point, like a couple of weeks ago, I, I told him, you know, how about if you just wait and only flip when the ball comes to your flippers? Mm. <laughs> and he did. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. now he does that. I'm like, whoa, yes. I just switched something in his mind. <laughs> That's so cool. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people are like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's like, you don't have to take all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you, you miss a far greater percentage of the shots that you hit randomly rather than taking the time That's to aim. That's true. And controlling a ball and getting things mm-hmm. dialed in and set up. Um, yeah, you watch these, these videos of, of the great people uh, hitting every ramp every time, right. or most of the time. And it's like, well, how, how do they do that? Well, part of it is they're used to hitting those ramps, and part mm-hmm. of it is that a much greater percentage of their shots they're taking from a dead start mm-hmm. instead of flapping. That's true. And, yeah, and not having and to, tend to miss that. make something on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more minuscule, quick calculations you have to do to make a ramp shot on the fly. And there's some people that can play that way, and it's really impressive. But definitely, mm-hmm. like, from a dead stop, aim, shoot, you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when did you... When did you break the seal and introduce your your five year old to pinball? <laughs> um, so, what, actually, one thing that happened after the book was published, so this is not in the book, is that uh, I got I got a pinball machine in the house, oh. um, and I, I had one when I was in grad school. I had Johnny Mnemonic, mm-hmm. um, mainly because it was a, a '90s pin that, uh, even though it wasn't the greatest game, it was uh, because it wasn't the greatest game. It was pretty cheap. <laughs> so so I had to get rid of that when I moved out of my house then. But now, um, like ever since I moved into the house here, so I've, I've been in a, a one-bedroom condo, one-bedroom, one-bathroom condo with two kids in D.C. for a long time. What? And there's no way to get a pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. My my wife and I slept on the fold-out couch for a year and a half. Oh, man. You said condo, um, and I was like, uh, and then you said one story, one bedroom. I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, no, one, one bedroom, one bathroom. And one it was on the third yeah. floor. The third Ugh. floor, no elevator. So. So it was no, like never you. getting pinball. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I, so when we were looking to move to a house, we were just thinking, you know, my, back of my mind, every house we looked at was, can I make the basement into a pinball arcade? <laughs> and, and I can't, but I, know, I knew that I couldn't use that as an actual criterion because if we see a house that we like, but the basement can't be a pinball arcade, I can't stop us from you know, making that right. choice. And that's, <laughs> that's what happened. We saw this house where the basement was already finished 
and it finished as in like someone you could rent it, which we kind of have to do to be able to move into this house. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tear out all the stuff that the previous owners had done to turn it into a rentable space just to put in pinball machines <laughs> where the ceiling was four inches too low anyway. Oh. So, so I, I just sort of casually looked at, um, I was looking at five different pinball ad sites a day. I was looking at, you know, Craigslist and, and Facebook Marketplace and Pinside mm-hmm. and Mr. Pinball Classified. And um, just looking for any game that was kid-friendly and new and not too expensive. Um, and then one day, this uh, a Monopoly machine came up for sale in Virginia. And, and I looked at it, and it looked good. And so I brought it into the house, and I promised my wife that I was going to put it in the attic, which mm-hmm. is where I am right now. And <laughs> basically, I'd I don't know, maybe I just didn't measure properly, or maybe I didn't measure at all. Uh, But once it was in the house, um, it was clear it was not going to get up the stairs into the attic. If I could take off the head and take out the play field, there might be a way, if the cabinet weighed nothing, to get the cabinet, but it really was not going to be simple. So I just kind of left it in the dining room. And uh, and that's where it is today. Oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yep, yeah. <laughs> over in the Excellent. corner. And a- actually, the, the next morning, my uh, I came downstairs and and it was covered with old bed sheets. <laughs> and, I, and I asked my wife, like, what what's going on here? And she said, it is an eyesore. It is too big. It is too loud. And I disagree with it philosophically. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and so I got a text at work that day saying. Mm. I need to know what your plan is for oh, getting no. rid of this machine. And I'm like, getting rid of it? Do you know what I went through to get it? <laughs> <laughs> it was my dream to get this. In the- no, I have no plans to get rid of it. So we, we talked, we calmed down, and, and I think it was like a day later when she said, okay, you can keep the pinball machine. And I said, thank you so much. What, out of curiosity, what changed your mind? And I thought she was going to say, like, I played it, and okay. I liked it. <laughs> and, but no, what she, what she said was, because I am physically exhausted from spending the last 24 hours filled with rage. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so, but I keep oh, it, so man. that's good. So sometimes you just have to wait, huh? <laughs> you just have to wait. It's what the, I, I think Homer Simpson called it turning into the skid. To, you know. But it's, it's fine. And then, and then my kids started to play it themselves, and we've had it now for, I think, almost two years. Um, they like it. And the first time I saw my daughter using one flipper at a time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then actually she eventually, once she got um, land grab, which is the wizard mm-hmm. mode, mm-hmm. that's wow. when I'm like, I wonder if she'd like to come with me to league. <laughs> yeah, right. And so she did. She played uh, in the spring season of pinball league. That's this awesome. Year. Is she yeah, the she, younger or older child? Um, she's the older one. She, okay. uh, she was seven at the time. Mm-hmm. She's eight now. That's awesome. Yeah, she she enjoyed it. She was usually in the bottom or second to bottom group, um, but there were some games that she ended up winning against her opponents, and that made her feel really yeah. good, and, and she liked doing it. Mm-hmm. And that person definitely went home with like, oh, I got beat by a seven-year-old. <laughs> but it's happened to the best of us, for sure. There's some really great oh, yes. younger players. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopefully your wife will come around to enjoying the game, but until then... You guys can have a family game that she doesn't agree with, I guess. <laughs> and and actually, it, it's a 
it did become, you know, they say the number of games and multiplies once they're in your house, but mm-hmm. I don't have literally I have no room right. for it anymore. So I found on Craigslist someone who was selling a, a 1977 Space Explorer, which is mm-hmm. like one of those old home versions of pinball made by Sears, okay. but it still has real size flippers and real pop bumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were selling it for $25 and like, it's just sitting in my garage. Someone <laughs> needs to clean it up. And I'm like, I will clean it up. Yeah. I will restore this thing. So, so wow. now I have one, one and a half machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe you can throw some of those like a home use pin or home pins. Like Stern just did the star Wars. Are those still full size machines though? Like the star Wars home pin that they released. Um, you know, I, I think they're, I've seen the Spider-Man home right. pin because my, my brother-in-law, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are smaller. So they got, they had the Spider-Man one at my brother-in-law's work and he, and he sent me pictures. He was like, it's amazing. You like pinball, right? There's a pinball machine at my work now. <laughs> and I looked at the picture. I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's not the home, the that's the home version. <laughs> yeah. That's not what you want. Mm-hmm. But if you like that, I'm going to blow your socks off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I also I live in a house with lots of stairs that it does not um, facilitate a pinball machine going up them, um, but that's oh. okay. We have plenty of pinball in the wild. Yes, we do all mm-hmm. over Seattle. We are very lucky that way. So Kayla is uh, showing me some of your uh, results on IFPA, and it looks like you've you've made a, a lot of stops around, including you played at Attaball for a weekly once. Is that right? Uh, Attaball. Where, in Seattle? where was that again? In Seattle here? In uh, Seattle. It's, is no. That, no? Oh, Kayla, do you have the no. wrong... <laughs> I didn't... Oh, I, I could have sworn I saw oh, it. Oh, here, take a look again. No, Maybe I, you saw something else. I've got a bad scoop. I, um, I've only ever been to Seattle once, and okay. it was before I had the foresight to start looking for pinball places oh. when I travel. Oh. And so I left later, and, and I'm like, wait, there's a Seattle pinball museum? Oh. And, and now, of course, anywhere I go, I use the pinball map app and... Um, I was just in uh, L.A. for a conference this past week, and so I went to a place in Santa Ana that had uh, pinball machines. And the week before that, I was in, uh, where was I, uh, Austin. Went okay. to a great place there called Pinballs. And the week before that, I was in Houston. Wow. Went to a place there. So uh, there are a lot of really good, and there are more and more of them, too. You've definitely um, gotten around. Really good pinball places. <laughs> Wow. One of the coolest I went went to this summer. Just just have to plug it because it was so awesome. This place in um, in South Jordan, Utah, uh, which is just like a suburb of Salt Lake City. It's called hmm. Nickelmania. Hmm. They have forty five pinball machines at this location, and everything wow. is playable for nickels. Oh my gosh! So they like swapped some, out the coins max in it. They swapped out the exactly, mm-hmm. and it it can be like three to five nickels to play, but still you're like. Oh, please. Three nickels to play a game from the 90s. Yeah. 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 That, the place is great. They're all night and spent like $3. Well, um, so I did let's take a look at your IFPA results as well. And there's p- possibly another Adam Rubin uh, in Seattle, but it is on your um, oh, no. your past results here. It, it says that you finished 36th <laughs> in, uh, May 20, on May 28th, 2014. <laughs> Must be another Adam May, Rubin. That- that is uh, that's actually my birthday. Oh wow! Oh, so you would remember? <laughs> yeah, that, what were you doing my, on your birthday five that was years my, ago? It <laughs> was my thirty-fifth birthday, and so no, I was, was not. Ready. All right, you've got oh, a you've got funny. a doppelganger out here then. Yeah, I, I suspect an email to IFPA is going out tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I would say if they had placed first, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I was in Seattle. Yeah, no, those are my points. Those <laughs> <Yeah>. are my <laughs> points. <laughs> but um, so I've been to, I went to D.C. three years ago and played out there, too. Um, Where'd you play? I played at Lyman's, at Black Cat, at Vuk, at... Um, Vuk. Vuk. Okay, excuse me. Vuk, apparently. Rhymes with Vuk. <laughs> because they, of the umlauts? I, told me that her name because of the umlauts. Okay, gotcha. But I always think of it as like the vertical upkicker. I mean, so that's, that's what it was named after. Okay, and, gotcha. and actually the umlaut, I think, would literally make it something like Vuk, but it's, <laughs> I, I've been told that it's Vuk. <laughs> okay, well, Vuk. I have the shirt. I will now pronounce it uh, correctly. Awesome. And <laughs> um, and uh, the the uh, the person who owns Vuk is the one who uh, he's the CEO of a local organic supermarket chain called oh, Mom's what? Organic Market. Is it Mom's and he or opened, Mom's? Uh, Mom's? Sorry, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Merb. <laughs> um, so he opened a new supermarket in College Park, Maryland, that had this big extra room, and so he filled it with more machines from his oh, symbol collection. Mm-hmm. So. It's this weird, like, it's an organic supermarket, and then if you go off the frozen foods aisle, in this one room are 35 pinball machines. That's so awesome. Dope. Good ones. <laughs> so it's, it's hidden. It's like, it's the largest pinball, uh, pinball arcade in terms of number of games, I think, in Maryland. Oh, wow. And it's mm-hmm. in a supermarket. Because I also went to Crabtown, which I was in love with. Um, Crabtown is great. Yeah, in Bethesda, is that where it is? In in uh, Glen Burnie. Glen Burnie, that's what it is. Okay. They're um they're probably second place in terms of number of machines because mm-hmm. they might have like thirty four. I have to check pinball map and see who's right. ahead today. But yeah, that place is great. But some of those machines have been there like since nineteen eighty nine or something. They probably unboxed them <laughs> and have not moved. You know. Yep. Like I remember yep. uh, asking if they had an IFPA uh, or I, IPA on draft, and they're like, "What's that?" I said, "Never mind. Give me a." you know, whatever your logger is. <laughs> um, and I asked if they had a Wi-Fi password and they're like, oh, what? I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, <laughs> like it's stepping into a time machine to go to Crabtown for sure. It is. It, it used to be where the, the games there were just notoriously not well kept. Mm. Um, but in the, in the past several years, it's been, it's been really good. I went to a tournament there one night while the, my wife and kids were out of town. Cause that's what I do every time they go out of town. Mm-hmm. I would see if there are pinball tournaments. And um, and it was like a Wednesday night, 11 p.m., so who the heck's going to be there? And there were 70 people competing oh in this God. tournament. Wow. It was nuts. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, there was a good about 40 or so there. I met, like, Justin Day, and, um, mm-hmm. like, I went with Phil Baird. Um, mm-hmm. and he took me out there. Yeah, there's some really nice people out there in the um, DMV pinball area. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm sorry to report the Black Cat. I know. Uh, now down from 10 pinball machines to, to three. Two. Oh, I thought it was two. Three is better than the two, I thought. But yeah, uh, they... It was three last time I went. Um, I think it was like Congo, Laser Q, and uh, Royal Rumble. Okay. But they're <clears throat> they're renovating, and so they can only fit three at the mm-hmm. moment. And that Royal Rumble is Pierce's, right? <laughs> yeah, that's Pierce's. Yeah. <laughs> He's a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's so great about pinball. The people who live on opposite coasts right. <laughs> will be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Not only do I, I know that machine. I know the person right. who owns it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and isn't that that le- sticky left flipper? Yeah. That's just, mm-hmm. Don't you hate when the upper plate's open? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you all have the same experience separately. I'll try to tell you an, uh, a quicker version of the story, but the reason that I even know the, uh, Phil and Pierce is because I write for um, – Skillshot, right? And then Razor Cake. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine writes for Maximum Rock and Roll, and I gave him some copies of Skillshot to review. And he did wrote a review of the zine. 
uh, Phil read it in Maximum Rock and Roll and then went mm-hmm. to and looked at our website. Our website was advertising the Northwest Pinball Show. He said, oh, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a contest for this. I should enter. Three or four months later, he got an email saying, congratulations, you're the winner. Come out to the Northwest. You have a full you know, package and like flight and room. Oh, awesome. And then he and I were grouped together in the tournament. And I was like, where are you from? Why are you here from D.C.? That's so weird. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and then we just got to chatting. And he's like, I saw this uh, zine review. And I was like, that's because of me. Like, this is so weird that that circle completed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so so actually, the the person I told you about, who uh, who's the first one who, who told me to let the uh, pinball bounce off my lowered flipper, mm-hmm. that was uh, Dave Stewart. Oh, oh. we know <laughs> we know right. that yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He's been on <laughs> once or twice here, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I just yep. saw him two days ago. <laughs> yeah, he's all pinball world. wealth of knowledge Indeed. for sure. Um, so, and you're traveling around, like, what's a place that if you're like, okay, if I could uproot the family and the monopoly. Where would I go? Uh, you mean on a trip or to move? Um, for the pinball scene. Maybe, okay, let's for go the a pinball trip. Scene? We'll go a trip. Well, trip, you know, there are a couple couple arcades and things that I've, I've read about but I've never been to that I really want to. Um, what's it called? Uh, Fun Spot in New Hampshire, which is supposedly the one of the largest arcades in the world hmm. um, and has a lot of really, like, really, really old, old games which I don't find to be as much fun to play, but they're really good for the novelty, like games from the, you know, the 30s. Mm-hmm. You never, ever get to play those, and so that's, sure. that's a really cool place I want to go. Um, Galloping Ghost in Chicago. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine which, just went which there. Which does claim to be the amazing. largest. I'm not familiar. Oh, yeah? It's mostly arcades. They have some pins, but like... They, they have a lot of pins, apparently. Okay. Like a whole lot, of, and rare ones, too. And I'm, I haven't been there, but I'm, I'm going in September, nice. I think. Um so yeah, those those places would be good. Um, in terms of moving to be near a real pinball scene, I think the the biggest ones in the U.S. are probably uh, Chicago, Portland, and the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So any of those, I know that I, I visited Portland a few years ago, and I was looking to find out like where all of their pinball arcades, and there were like. Too there many. Many. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are many of them. And then I'm looking on Pinball Map to find the arcade. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Pinball Map says there are three pinball machines in the restaurant that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> what? What is happening? So oh I went over gosh. into the next room, and there they were. I'm like, World Cup soccer. What are you doing here? <laughs> and the waitress didn't even tell you about it? Yeah. <laughs> no one told me. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. That's so, so funny. So yeah, Port- Portland was great. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have you know that Seattle is hot on their heels as far as <laughs> pinball scenes. You're welcome to come I, check I'm, us out, I'm too. Hope, thank you. I'm hoping <laughs> to come there at some point. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got another uh, right down the plate, easy uh, softball here. Um, so okay. you get to swap the Monopoly out for one game. What game is that? Uh, it's a tough theoretical question because to answer it properly, you have to take into consideration mm-hmm. like, okay, if I get to do this, and I get mm-hmm. to do this for any game, I should probably choose whatever's the most expensive game and then sell it <laughs> so I can send my kids to college. Oh, yeah. That's... Wow. So so what's super rare? Maybe the pinball circus they have at the Pinball Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. Vegas. Okay. And if I can turn it around for twenty five grand. But in terms of a machine to keep and play, yeah, it so... would have to be something that that is kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. And something that's really deep, and so I'm not going to beat it for a long time. 
And probably the machine that fits the bill best for that would be something like Wizard of Oz or Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, you know, Jersey Jack's newest or Jersey Jack's first. They're they're both. Um, I haven't really played Wonka that much, but if I'm going to have it, it's going to be stuck in my dining room. <laughs> yeah. It might as well look beautiful. And those are two of the best looking games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are very pretty. We have about four or five Wonkas on location now. I think. Yeah, they just yeah. popped up real fast here. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I played it a little bit in LA when I was down there, but um, the back right shot feels like the Twilight Zone lock shot, and it's really satisfying. Um, it just fe- definitely feels like a Lawler game. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. That you know that was actually something I was thinking of posting on uh, on one of the pinball enthusiast Facebook groups. Just a general question: What is the most satisfying oh. <laughs> feeling shot oh, in any game? Tommy's skill shot, um, World a- Cup Soccer's final draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that was one of that was gonna be one of my top ones. Yeah. World Cup Shockers final draw, just because <laughs> mm-hmm. you were like, like, okay, I've got to set it up so I can spend the whole game aiming for this shot. Cause mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss it every, and then it finally goes thunk, and you're like, damn right, thunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so good. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I'll... something really satisfying about the spinner shot oh, on yeah. um, on Iron Maiden. Oh, both I, of them. Yeah. I'll take a spinner shot on any game. Mm-hmm. That just feels good. But yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. on Iron Maiden, I hear you. Or like uh, Monster Fish on Fishtails. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, especially if you get it right on when it's starting the, the countdown and you mm-hmm. get it right with 20 million. 20 million. Yeah. 20 million. Yep. yeah. I'll toss uh, <laughs> another one on there, uh, the final shot for uh, Destroy the Ring on Lord oh, of the Rings. Man. I love a good center yeah. shot with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of flash. Fla- fanfare flare <laughs> coming behind you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what's a wizard mode that, what do you think like one of the first wizard modes you've gotten to is? Oh, so in college, there was a single pinball machine in the basement of the student center. And it was like in the middle of nothing. It was just there on a, and, and just like the one in grad school, it mm-hmm. had no tilt bob. Um, and it was, first it was attacked from Mars and then it got replaced and was uh, medieval madness. And I wasn't very good then, but I really liked going there and playing it. I did that a lot when I should have been doing work. <laughs> and the lack of tilt bob made a lot of things savable. So I remember I came within one ramp of defeating Medieval Madness. Oh, man. And it was, I had gotten all the castles, and mm-hmm. I'd gotten, what do you have to do, like all, all the ramps like nine times or something. Mm-hmm. And there was one shot away. Um, I don't remember the first wizard mode I got to. But I remember the first one that I almost got to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Destroy the Realm, or King of the Realm, I think is that what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah I think King of the right. Realm, yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. It seems like every other guest we have on this show somehow brings up that they medieval had madness. a... Well, not a oh. medieval madness. Sure, that comes up plenty, but like <laughs> that, that there was that one game in like the rec center at college or mm-hmm. something like that. And it makes, you know, yeah. I, I don't have too many regrets about my college experience, but we didn't have pinball on the premises. Graham and I went to the same college. We, I can confirm we, we did not. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I mean, we, we just had the one, but I remember visiting other campuses. I think I went to visit a friend at MIT and I was like, you have six pinball machines what? here. Oh my gosh. And I visited Come someone on. at university of Georgia and they had, you know, a whole row of pinball machines. And this is the, the late nineties. So it was, you know, more plausible than it would be today. Mm-hmm. But it was just um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Texas State, and I was in the student center waiting to, giving a talk there. And while I was waiting, I'm like, you know what? The pinball map says that there are none here, but there's a bowling alley down. So let me just <laughs> wander into the bowling alley. And sure enough, there was a Sopranos machine. 
in horrible shape. Oh, no. But but finding something that wasn't on Pinball Map yet was kind of like, oh, I'm blazing a trail here. Right. Uh, so I, got, I logged onto Pinball Map, and I'm like, there it is in the student center. Don't play it. It's mm-hmm. not fun because it's, like, broken, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah, it's really... Um... I mean, Pinball Map is great, but it doesn't always, they can't cover everything. And it's really just major cities that are on there, from what I understand. Yeah. But another. Well, they, um, they've changed it a little bit. Oh, okay. Another good tip for that is just like looking at IFPA where the tournaments are held, right? Oh, sure. Like, That's a good point. You can just point. search Houston pinball tournaments on IFPA. And, and because we've got the opportunity right now, I'm going to take this moment to plug the fact that uh, the Skillshot map mm-hmm. has the best and most up to date uh, <laughs> Seattle. Uh, pinball list and uh, and surrounding area and surrounding area and Mm -hmm. uh, folks you can also uh, download our app uh, the Skillshot (laughs) app that has the Skillshot map Mm -hmm. all right Uh, commercial (laughs) over (laughs) Um, all right I've got a I don't really have like a proper game set up for for this episode but I've got an an idea based off of another one that we've done in the past Kayla and Adam will have a bit of a leg up here so I'm going to make him go first uh, anyway, it's a pinball elevator pitch. Uh, previously, so the the premise is you step into a you step into an elevator and there's Gary Stern or Jersey Jack and you've got thirty seconds to uh, to pitch them uh, a new machine. But uh, we're going to you know what? No, we'll just make a pinball instead. I was thinking we would make it a a, a new pinball book, but. No. We'll, oh wow! We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep you know, it. Up. I, I actually, I actually almost did this once when I was researching the book, and I got to take a tour of the Stern factory. Oh yeah, I was, I was walking around with Jody Dankberg, who's um, I forget his exact title, yeah, but he's in charge like of a lot of stuff. Hype. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, it's my first time ever going to see a pinball factory. My first, this is like one of the first interviews I did for the book, and I thought I have an idea for a pinball machine. I think it's a really good idea. Am I going to be like that guy who's going in and just sort of throwing ideas around and, you know, like, like George Costanza going up to uh, the guy on Cheers and be like, no, you don't have it in a bar. Like, am I going to be that annoying guy? I don't want to be that annoying. And then I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. So I said, you know, you know, it would be a, a good, uh, good pinball machine. And I really think you guys should consider it. Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and... <laughs> And it had, I had no idea that like that was the game that they were working on at the time. Oh my gosh! Perfect. Um, and it came out. And I'm like, oh, really? That's, what was his face like? <laughs> was there a twinkle uh, in his eye? He, he just sort of kept smiling and um, didn't give it away. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't give it away. At the time, they were they were calling it. I think Politico was their code name. Mm-hmm. They have code names for all the games, so they don't get out. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Operation Oh no, no, that's good. We <laughs> love, we, we love a we love a, a good story uh, tangent there, uh, especially when it's related to what we're doing. So uh, I guess that's what a tangent is. I need to stop <laughs> thinking out loud. Uh, so thirty seconds. I'm going to give both of you. You know what? I'm whoever says that they're ready to go first can go first. But you know, thirty seconds. Make your pitch. Describe the game. Uh, what it, how it's going to play, what it's going to look like. If you have somebody that, in mind that you want to design it, you can you know name drop to. Oh, it's up to you. Uh, but whenever one of you is ready, just let me know and I'll start the timer. All right, Graham, do you get to do one as well? Uh, no, I'm going to judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'll do one next time, I promise, okay. Kayla. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, boy. Let's see. 
I can still kind of uh, talk with no direction for a little while, and you guys can half listen to me while you try to think of something. <laughs> it's no problem. I'm pretty well practiced at just filling letting, air. yeah, filling mm-hmm. air, letting my mouth. All right, just vamp. All right, I got you, one. You ready? And 30, Thirty seconds. Here we go. All right, it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure Pinball Machine. It is colorful and wacky, just like the original game. The back glass. Is uh, is shaped like Cherry, the chair from Pee Wee's um, Playhouse. The um, the breakfast machine that he has in the <laughs> beginning that prepares the breakfast figures in prominently. The pinball goes in there, and it's a whole Rube Goldberg setup with the breakfast machine. Um, you have Five to seconds. help Pee Wee find his bike. I think I've just combined just the uh, the series Pee Wee's Playhouse and the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Whoops! But let's make it both. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well done, uh, excellent. Uh, Excellent game concept. I've I've heard that one suggested before, but that's really more oh, really? a testament to a what a what a great idea it is for a, for mm-hmm. a game and some really good imagery. I really like that. Kayla, do you have something? I have something that's really just not going to be exciting. That's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> Find its strength and capitalize upon it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, go. Uh, a geocaching pinball machine. So you have given you're given coordinates, and then you have to what fill that get that amount of points to go to that coordinates. And once you get there, you find a, a film canister that has clues to the next coordinates, and then you have to hit X amount of points to get there. And it's like a little scavenger hunt tre- treasure map. Okay, you've got uh, eight seconds um, left. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of yeah, we're gonna throw some VR in there too. There's gonna be a helmet that pops on. Okay, <laughs> you can go straight to that location on the map. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Yeah, no problem. Tremendously original idea. <laughs> Never in a million years would have occurred to me. Right. I feel like some of the ideas are a little half-baked there. Oh, they have came off the top of the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I really... So here's the thing. In, in terms of a wholesale uh, pitch, it's clearly Adam's PB mm-hmm. game. Having said that, I, I want to hear more about Give me a little funding. Like, exactly. Like, some, there we go. So you've, you've, you've got me curious. Yeah. So um, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, both of you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Uh, and then I guess I was going to say, too, I saw that, uh, Adam, you and I were at the same Pinburg in 2016. Was that your last one? That, or did you go this year as well? Oh, to, uh, to Papa? To uh, Pinburg. So it wasn't Papa. Or it wasn't Pinburg. I've oh, never okay. actually been to, to Pinburg itself. Oh, okay. I've been to Papa. And and every single person who hears that says uh, you're going to the wrong one. Right. Papa okay. It's good, but Pinburg <laughs> is the greatest thing on earth. And so and when I've not, will just you go the to way the, the way the timing worked, I haven't mm-hmm. yet. Um, you know, I could probably pull off going to Papa because I could bring a child or two with me. Mm-hmm. But going to Pinburg, it sounds like you're literally playing in tournament mode all day, mm-hmm. which is great. But I can't do that while watching your child, so I don't. I don't know when I can go to Pinburg, yeah. but there hasn't been a Papa for a while either. That's true, and they lost the facility in Carnegie, so who knows what will happen? Bad. I know. Does anyone know where those machines are? Like, where do they house those? I have no idea. I don't know. That's okay, hmm. just a thought. Um, what else do we have? Anything? I, I don't have anything uh, loaded up and ready to go. Uh, Adam, do you have anything you'd like to talk about or some plugs that you'd like to make? We might be moving into plug time here. Or maybe what well, a... Sure. Because your, your normal um, day job is microbiology, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe you can tell uh, us what a pinball machine of that would look like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I've been thinking about that too. Like what... It, what um, what is the closest thing we've got to science pinball machines? Mm-hmm. Mainly because my wife asked me 
like, are there any science pinball machines? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. I can talk about this. <laughs> um, and there's, there's what? There's Strange Science mm-hmm. um, and there's CSI, mm-hmm. which has a, a microscope on the play field and a centrifuge. That's pretty cool. Um, I think there's room for more of a science pinball machine. But then again, there's so many science fiction pinball machines. Sure. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dude is uh, not, not exactly proper yeah. science. <laughs> but it's not exactly not proper science. And he's Dr. Dude, so he went to graduate school. Yeah, yeah he's qualified. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, this reminded me of a conversation where my wife was asking me, like, okay, could they ever do a pinball machine where X happens? And I'm like, yes, they've done it, and it's this one. It's like, okay, could they ever do... And they just kept getting wackier and wackier. And each one, I'm like, no, they've done that. They did, you know, like Bonsai Run, where they had a, a vertical mm-hmm. one as part of it. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Family Guy and Shrek, where they have a team. And then finally, she got to something like, okay, have you ever done one where, like, the pinball stops and it opens up and there's another pinball inside? Ooh, Matryoshka like, pinball. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, no, no. That's a stupid question. Why, why would you think that's even possible? <laughs> And the whole conversation just ended. It's been so much fun until that point. Oh, man, that does sound like a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, uh, in terms of plugs, I'm trying to get more pinball out there to people who don't know too much about pinball. And that was kind of my original intention for the book, that that people who know slightly what it is or who are just sort of like, oh, yeah, there's, I remember a machine growing up or my uncle had a machine in his house um, that, that they would see that there's, you know, there's a bigger world out there to mm-hmm. it. Um, now I'm so going to interrupt you, of, but I was, when I was in Oakland, oh. I was in the middle of your book when I was going on like a, a tour with a band and I ran into the operator of the, the machines in, at Eli's in Oakland and he was trying to explain to his friends who wanted to see the wires underneath, like why it's so exciting. And I was like, this book does that really well, you know, like it kind of <laughs> oh, straddles the line between you know, beginner and intermediate addict, you know, like <laughs> it, it doesn't spend so much time on telling you the, the build, world building of pinball that someone who's already deep into it is bored by it. And it doesn't go too far for people who are new. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. I was, I had actually a weird experience. I was in New York city. I forget the name where I, the place I was playing. It only had like five machines, but it was very close to my friend's house where I was staying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my friend and I had gone out to play, and uh, this other guy, and you can you can tell, can't you? Like when someone yeah. else comes to play pinball, <laughs> you can tell if they're that person, if they're a pinball mm-hmm. person who's perfectly fine to spend the whole evening going alone <laughs> to some arcade to play pinball. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw a guy like that at um, uh, wherever I was at um, uh, the place in Austin at Pinballs, where mm-hmm. it was the whole place. There were hundreds of people in this place, or at least a hundred, mostly college kids and some teenagers and people playing the redemption games and there's this one guy that sort of noticed all night who's just sort of going from game to game he's clearly in his 40s and just not talking to anybody and the whole and he was going to the good games mm-hmm. and so i just sort of knew like this guy uh he's, he's one of us <laughs> yeah I, like if i went to him and said like are you in league he would have said yes right um so so when i was in new york there's a guy who came in and seemed to be pretty good at it and was playing and so while i'm playing one of the games my friend goes over to him and says something like hey you, you seem like you're pretty good at, at pinball do you play a lot and the guy said oh yeah um I've, I've been a league here or something and then my friend said oh so my my friend here is playing on that machine he actually just wrote a book about pinball and the guy stopped and he's like wait a minute 
I never, ever read books, but I'm reading his book right now. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> so it, it kind of like proves your publisher me. right in a way That's that like the discounts problem. them also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Not my publisher. Do, my publisher oh, is a good one. Okay, they're, right. They're the ones who, who went with it, but they're all your the agent other publishers. Or the other ones, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, um, yeah. You're like, okay, so yes, maybe you have a point that they don't read, but they'll read this. This is how we expand <laughs> your audience. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a lot of skepticism of, wait a minute, you're you're putting together a book about pinball, but with no pictures? Yeah. <laughs> because every, I mean, every other book about pinball, and, and some of them are very good, mm-hmm. they... They're very reliant on the pictures. Mm-hmm. Like their pin, pinball machines are just beautiful objects, and so they have great photography of mm-hmm. pinball machines. And some of them are catalogs and compendiums. And, and Roger Sharp's book from '77 has a lot of pictures throughout it. So there was, yeah, got a, a lot of that reaction of, how are you going to write a book about pinball machines? It's like I'm going to paint with, with no words, pictures dude. in it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I got to, I got to figure that out too. Uh, but speaking of pictures, who, who did the one on the cover here? So the cover, um, the publisher provided that. I okay. think it's a stock image. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't like it because if if you look at the cover, it's people playing four or five wedgehead games. Mm-hmm. Right. And my whole point with the book is that not only is pinball not now. dead, mm-hmm. it's it's now. It's more popular than it's been in a quarter century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it ought to have modern pinball machines right. on the front cover. And so I, I even went to the, the extent of going to a volleyball house, which is a, a pinball arcade location in uh, Elkridge, Maryland. I drove up there with my daughter and my brother-in-law, who's, a, who's a, an amateur photographer, and we spent the afternoon like taking pictures of mm. the machines, taking pictures of us playing the machines and picking the best pictures and sent them all to the publisher and like, try this one or maybe this, maybe this. And basically they said, no, we're going to go with the one we started with. Thanks. Jeez. Like, Oh well, but oh well. It is pleasing to look at, but I can I definitely see your point of like it's not current and modern. I was probably obsessing over too much. Sure, <laughs> but... <laughs> you got a little bit too deep down. Um, yeah, but it's cool, and it it looks like people from you know the current twenty tens, twenty twenty, almost that are playing old games and like being re- reinvigorated by it. And yeah, several true. ages, and and there's women on the cover, and that's important. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's that's actually so. When I um, when I put the book out, I talk a little bit in the book, as you've read about um, women in pinball, mm-hmm. um, but but not fully, not not to the extent that I wanted to. So when when the book came out, about a week or two before it was published, I was able to get a piece in the Washington Post about women in pinball. Oh, excellent. Um, and about some of the the issues that were coming up and the rise of women's pinball leagues, mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because the response was very varied. Um, and actually, the Washington Post had another article about women's pinball leagues just like a just week recently. or two ago. Mm-hmm. Just recently. Um, to the point where it was sort of like, hey, why did, why did they have someone else write that? <laughs> I think I already write that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there were, there were people saying um, some pretty nasty things on Twitter, which is kind of what Twitter. I mean, some people telling. just shouldn't be allowed to have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's mm. it's bad some t- some places, but no one's being shut down at least, which is great. You know, like these yeah. angry heads that pop up don't mm-hmm. go out and stop the women's pinball leagues from happening. Right. So yeah. that's a win exactly. in some way. 
I think the, the, the best, I mean, the most, um, most clear comment I got on it when I was writing the article was from, um, I think, Zach Sharp, where, where he said, look, the reason the IFPA sanctions women-only pinball leagues is that people want them. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, when, when, uh, when the folks in upstate New York wanted their own tournament so that they wouldn't have to keep doing tournaments in New York City, we supported that because players wanted it. We want pinball to grow. And if there seems to be a desire for these things, then why not? We'll aggregate yeah. the data. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and I ran my women's pinball tournament for three years before IFPA recognized it. So it was a exciting mm-hmm. time that they finally started separating those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's not it's not really separating because it's not instead of it's just right. it's in addition, in addition to, to yeah. in addition you're right that's a better way to put it yeah and but including... and if somebody not 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 to mansplain it to you but <laughs> <laughs> thank you well yeah and if someone doesn't want to you know approve of it they just don't have to participate mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you know like there are a lot of other instances of I mean granted it's not they're not listed. Um, it, it, it's a different thing, obviously, but th- there are a lot of other examples of like, you know, like we've got the AARP tournament, yeah. which is nobody bets oh, yeah. an eye at that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, if, if there were, if there were uh, un- under 18, like children only tournaments, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. going to say no? And we've had some, like a few like, queer tournaments too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reagan has done a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a, there was a children's tournament every year with Papa. They had the juniors oh, yeah. division. Yeah, because the, um, the Sharp Brothers the were in it, division. like when they were little. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, um, and then what's his name? Uh, Escher Lefkoff ended up winning the winning the adult version of the whole thing, winning the actual World <laughs> yeah. Football Championship, uh-huh. even though he was thirteen. Right, he's a monster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, cool. Um, I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, I don't know if I interrupted you on your plugs either. So if I did, please go for oh. it. Um, the only thing I was going to think of the plug was that I'm, I've started doing, uh, partnering with uh, this group, Atlas uh, Obscura, uh-huh. which oh, I know yeah. a lot of people have heard of. You, know, you see there are articles on Facebook about, um, I mean, there are articles on Facebook and it's hard to see mm-hmm. things, um, about little known hidden places. So at one point, um, I, they expressed some interest in doing something about, uh, how to be a pinball wizard because they actually run live events in different cities around the country. Hmm. And so in DC several times now, I've done something where I'll give a talk about the history of pinball. We'll have someone who's better than me, live demo <laughs> pinball, uh, you know, projected on a big screen, showing people uh, live catching. There's a great moment where, where one of them was demoing that and, and he live caught a ball and the whole audience gasped. <laughs> <laughs> was like, That's fantastic. Uh... Happen? It was awesome. And so, so we'll have these events um, and then, and then at the end, people were released to go play the games in whatever venue we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done several of them so far. I'm trying to set one up in Chicago when I'm there, and I, hopefully that'll come together. But those are those are some things, I guess, to plug. Um, I've cool. now yeah. given a talk about pinball and and its history and some of the stories from its history at uh, at different pinball events like Midwest Gaming Classic and Magfest, mm-hmm. um, which is and uh, pinball expo, which is fun, but it's it's also fun to, to do it at just random retro gaming festivals and uh, and comic book festivals uh, like Awesome Con and Retro World Expo and things like that because those people 
who go to those things, they would absolutely be totally into pinball. Right. It just hasn't crossed their radar that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're there a... for the, the console games, but mm-hmm. they have nothing against pinball. Yeah, we have a friend, um, Dan Halligan, who's been on the show f- several times, who loans his games out to ECCC, or like the Emerald City Comic Con every year, and they have a pinball oh, room. Cool. So we try to do a little cross-pollination up here for those kind of things. I think maybe Sakuracon had yeah. something once. Yeah. And I feel like one of the best messages that's not getting across to people is people are still making new pinball right. machines. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what I get asked a lot. They're like, wait, when's the last time they put out a new pinball machine? I'm like, now, now. Right. <laughs> They're doing it now. Don't uh-huh. you see that, this, that the best of all possible worlds has come about? <laughs> that in, in 1999, we thought it was dead. We right. thought that there would be no pinball machines made after October of 99. And except maybe like Harley Davidson and... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And whatever else came out in 2000, mm-hmm. and and it lived for a while. With them. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's not the early 90s or anything, mm-hmm. but but I mean, what a treat to get to have three to five new games, resurrected games, just from Stern every year, right. mm-hmm. plus the Jersey Jack games, plus all the smaller manufacturers yeah, all that are all boutiques. Yeah, in there. yeah. I mean, I feel like I was just getting over the excitement of playing Black Knight Sword of Rage. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here Wonka comes Jurassic is, Park. Yeah, and Jurassic yeah. Park. And, and, and Wonka was, uh, yeah, Wonka, I think, is around the same time as, as Sword of Rage. And, mm-hmm. and, and Toy um, Story, whenever that actually officially happens. Yeah. Yeah, oh, here's, here's Open. That could be another one that would be good in my house. Oh, I've, yeah. I've heard, that, like, strong rumors that that's coming. I heard strong rumors about that for a long time, and mm-hmm. it would be a great theme too. I know, right? Um, I think Jersey Jack is really good at taking themes, other than The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hobbit wasn't crazy about Hobbit's that. Hobbit's a decent game, but the theme, yeah. But and actually, you know what? Pirates of the Caribbean theme has also been done, although the game mm-hmm. itself is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, well, I guess my favorites are. are Wonka and uh, Wizard of Oz, but Toy Story would be a great one, too. And there was a pinball machine in Toy Story 4, which I saw in the oh, theaters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there was. It's like they're, the Toys Clubhouse is oh. inside the box. Oh, they're the setting it go. up. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, theme is important when you're putting a pinball machine in your house. Mm-hmm. When you're picking which game to play on location, um, theme is almost meaningless. Right. I, I have so much fun playing Iron Maiden. I don't know anything about the band Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't really even think I would like them. Yeah, um, I, like I we were at a pin golf tournament at, for Seattle Pinball League, and I put Iron Maiden on the jukebox, and Raymond Davidson was mm-hmm. like, like the first three riffs, he's like, is this Iron Maiden? I was like, you only know that because of the pinball machine, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to... Yeah cross over those worlds for sure yeah yeah well uh I, I i do remember when we, you were first starting your plugs you were talking about uh just introducing more people to pinball so i think that's another thing to oh. re-emphasize all of our listeners mm-hmm. turn at least two people before the end of the year <laughs> right. into diehard <laughs> pinball fanatics yes. or or at the very least bring them bring them to a pinball arcade Mm-hmm. when they're visiting you or something i i, I do this to people i <laughs> friends come to visit i'm like oh hey you're here while you're here mm-hmm. you want to go hang out at a pinball bar right. and and 
they don't say no and they have a great time mm-hmm. and um yeah i think they, uh, the seattle pinball league is maybe number seven or eight on seattle's atlas obscura top 10 oh really yeah mm-hmm. huh. that's awesome when i was um so I'm, I'm on a show on the science channel called outrageous acts of science and the show films in la and every time i was in la um my sort of running thing with the crew is okay i've got one full day of filming and if i can get through everything fast enough then they will come out with me to play pinball afterwards awesome. and so it's just sort of like oh, we've got to burn through these burn through these and be like oh it's only six o'clock and we're done that's amazing and so we go to um we go to 82 mm-hmm. or ace goji mm-hmm. and uh and, and I, so i bring the crew with me each time the the camera folks the um uh, the producer, everybody, and it was a rotating crew, so it was different people I'd bring oh, each fantastic. time. Oh, fantastic! And well, you yeah, your quota and then for the year. <laughs> yeah, I've I'm, I'm bringing them in. And then when they came to um, the camera guy and one of the producers came to DC to film something else this summer, and they contacted me like, "Hey, we're going to be in town." I'm like, "Oh, great! While we're here, uh, how about you meet me at Lyman's?" And they came out to Lyman's and we played there. That's awesome. Yeah, that place is great. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I I guess that's that. And also, you need to go to bed, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm told. <laughs> it's been so awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for uh, for yeah, climbing too. up into the attic and talking to us. Yeah, or I mean, or you can go queue up a game of Monopoly right now, right? That should yeah, that's <laughs> oh, win God, no, that, That's the biggest downside of having an Airbnb in the basement. Yeah, you can never play pinball oh, yeah. when there's someone sleeping <laughs> below you. <laughs> Or they just have to be cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to... They never will. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to turn it into a, a, an Airbnb... Experience? Like, Arcade? Yeah, exactly. An AA. Okay, a little extra. An Air upstairs. There's one of those in Atlanta, I think. Is it Atlanta or Savannah? Hmm. Atlanta or Savannah, and I think another one in Florida, because I've looked on Airbnb, <laughs> and there are people who have like a, an arcade is part of their house oh and they gosh. rent out that as well. And they'll rent it out just as an arcade by itself for, you know, arcade experiences. You get two and a half hours in the arcade, mm-hmm. but they'll also rent it out if you're staying there. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I have looked into turning my garage into a pinball arcade. I even posted <laughs> something on pin side saying like, so what would it take? And I concluded that no, it, it's too it's much work. Not feasible. Mm-hmm. Too much money. Yeah. Too much money. Um, and I can't, justify spending all my kids college savings <laughs> sure. on that. yeah it's you want to tell yourself uh that that this the pinball market is just going to keep growing, growing and growing and it's a good investment exactly, but exactly. you know there could it, be well, a 1999 I, that happens yeah. again yeah that was how i justified monopoly to my wife i said look whatever <laughs> i spent on it it's worth that much and maybe even a tiny bit more true so it's just kind of like renting it yeah. And then if you want me to get rid of it someday, I will get back the same amount that I paid for it. Or you can always route Which, it at Lyman's or something. And then and it's like I, on loan. Yeah, I thought about that too. And and then I can go in every time a ramp breaks. And, mm, right. And you have a, another part-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's been lovely talking to you. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you too. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Have a wonderful night, and uh, maybe we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Let us know okay, when yeah. you're in the Northwest. Yes, please do. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd like to. All right. Take care. Great. Bye. You too. Bye. Well, that was delightful. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to have a 
somebody that is just has a, a, a knack for telling stories and remembering side notes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wish I was more like that on the mic. <laughs> sure. Well, we've been doing this a long time. We have. Some of our stories have been told. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh, boy. Well, uh, gosh, there are things that we could talk about. Uh, I know you finally, we don't We don't need to. It is getting a little long, but uh, I just want to mention that since we last recorded, you mm-hmm. did go uh, to the new shorties. I did. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. So really cool. Um, I, we've I've talked about that a little bit. I've not seen the trophy room yet. Oh, you haven't? No, okay. So maybe gone during the week. Maybe that's what you and I should go sometime mm-hmm. up to the trophy room. You can play the bowling up there with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we'll we'll kind of dish about that and maybe the landscape as it is these days in Seattle at yeah. large. We we're uh, we're due for a Kaylin Graham episode with state of the state of the pinball union. State of the union, here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Anything else though for now? Not for now. No, okay. I got nothing. Well, <laughs> me too. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at Skillshot at uh, on Facebook Skillshot or Skillshot Pincast. You you can reach us at the show here uh, Skillshot Pincast at gmail dot com. Again, that's Skillshot Pincast at gmail dot com. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, review us i don't know when the last time was we oh, got it's a been review about a year and a half yeah <laughs> and we don't even like do a great job of asking for it but mm-hmm. uh since you're listening somehow you made it to a minute uh 61 of this show or 62 actually uh why not mm-hmm. you seem to like it just fine give us a review it, it really means a lot on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts uh, whew, new skill shot coming out in October, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So keep an new eye. Skill shot hoodies are out. That's right. Mm-hmm. New Scott skill shot hoodies are out. I've seen a few out in the wild. That's it's awesome. always exciting. Um, Sadly for the listeners, they were pre-orders only. So yeah. if you see it, that's someone who had the forethought to purchase. Yes. Hopefully they were such a hit that we'll have so many people clamoring mm-hmm. for it that we're going to have to do another run. But right. that yeah. would be nice. Um, anything I'm missing, Kayla? Mm, I don't believe so. Dope. Okay. Well, signing off. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. (laughs)